Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Will NCUA, and more specifically NCUA Chairman Todd Harper, reveal the plans to have separate consumer compliance exams and separate uh, consumer compliance scores for credit unions? We'll find out as he prepares this weekend to give his speech to the America's Credit Union's GAC conference. I'm not there this year. I decided to stay down in Florida because the weather is just too darn good. And I've got too many uh, clients with NCUA exams going on, and I just decided to save my travel time and enjoy the sun and help my clients. However, it is Sunday, March 3rd. I'm recording this podcast, and I listen to a sports podcast where I'm a Minnesota sports fan, and they once a week they have a, an episode they call Reckless Speculation. And I wanted to do a play off of that, but it's really not reckless speculation because speculation looking it up on dictionary.com, speculation is the forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence. And what I want to do today is not speculate. I want to deduce. So what's the definition of deduce? It's arriving at a conclusion by reasoning and drawing a logical conclusion. That's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to deduce what I think the NCUA board members will talk about with a focus on the plans that Harper towed into at the Brookings Institute about a full court press coming on consumer compliance and separate consumer compliance exams. So I even thought about a bingo card, but I don't have enough topics for the bingo card. So I came up with Hollywood Squares. I came up with nine topics that I think the NCUA board members will talk about during their speeches. First, we'll start with Chairman Harper. He will double down on consumer compliance and he will talk about it being a supervisory priority. He will probably quote some language from the supervisory priority because A, it is their priority. So he wants to highlight that, which makes a lot of sense. He, ne- he will never miss an opportunity to talk about liquidity and why the CLF should be, powers should be expanded. And third, I think he made tiptoe into vendor authority and why NCUA needs vendor authority from their perspective and all the support they have from the NCUA Inspector General to the, to the FFIEC and other uh, regulatory bodies that have made it public that they think NCUA should have the vendor authority that banks have. Ironically, with what he wants to do in consumer compliance and what he's asking for in vendor authority, both of those could lead to the NCUA budget uh, going through the roof during the rest of his term. All right, Harper is going to talk about consumer compliance, the CLF, and vendor authorities. Kyle Houtman, I'm going to go back to, when I'm done here, I'm going to go back to uh, consumer compliance with Harper. Uh, Kyle Houtman is going to talk about um, the surveys that he has pushed for, for the examinations so that uh, credit unions give feedback on how those exams go. He recently made reference to this during NCUA's annual performance, uh, approval of the annual performance plan in January. And in that, they talked about doing their own exams in a timely fashion. And he said that he 
frequently hear is that people are saying they don't get their exams timely. That's consistent with what I'm hearing from credit unions. So I believe he'll talk about that. Taking the survey and giving good feedback. I believe he will talk about taping joint conferences in federal credit unions. That was a nuance I picked up at the last time he spoke of this, which was also in January. But he's been a very passionate supporter for his three years at NCUA to tape the joint conferences that it creates a better record of what was said, not taping other parts of the examination, just the joint conference or exit conference uh, or whatever you want to call it, but in federal credit unions, because some states do not allow that. Some states pretend to not allow that, et cetera, et cetera. But he, it's clear that states, not all states are doing it because in his speeches, he is specifically referring to federal credit unions taping their joint conferences. I believe he will also refer to the letter to credit unions that he was very passionate about that came out a couple of years ago about fintechs and how the agency is very supportive of fintechs, blockchain, and all of those things. One of maybe he'll work in one of the speeches. He says, how many planes crashed before they were airplanes? Zero. So you need to have, you need to experiment. You need to have thought leaders. And I believe he will focus on that side of it. The hardest one for me to pr predict, of course, is, is Tanya Otska, who's only been around for two board meetings, but she's a Democrat. She comes from the banking committee, I believe. And this is exciting. I think this could be the coolest thing of the three speeches. She's the first uh, Japanese board member. I believe she's the first Asian board member, and it's quite possible she's the youngest board member ever. So I believe there'll be some reference to one, two, or all three of those things. And I'm, I'm excited about that. She's about the age of my daughters, and it's really cool that uh, she's reached these heights and is uh, representing Asians and the Japanese Americans very well in her first two board meetings and look forward to seeing how she develops as a board member. But it's very clear that she came out ready to talk about consumer compliance. And she's publicly said that consumer compliance is going to be a top or her top priority. I believe the timing of her having come over from the banking committee while CNN was beating up Navy Federal Credit Union in the press about issues tied to denial rates of different, different categories of discriminated people, I believe that is going to fuel her into, in many ways, fuel her into taking a deep dive and uh, holding Navy's feet to the fire, but also taking this as an opportunity to increase consumer compliance. And she's got a perfect partner with that with Todd Harper, which I'll get to in a minute. And I believe she will also in her, uh, in her speech, she will say the word redlining. She's standing at the table a couple of times. It's not something that people weave into their speeches frequently, but I think she's passionate about that. And I think it's going to be one of her mantras of her term, and we'll see if she brings that up. Those are the nine things I think they'll bring up. In summary, Harper, consumer compliance, the CLF and needing uh, broader authority and vendor authority and how one's going to bring up taping your joint conferences, taking your survey and FinTech. And Otska is going to talk about her background, her unique position as, as an Asian Japanese, Asian, and female and young board member, consumer compliance. She's going to also go on that. And I think she will talk about redlining. Okay. So what is it that now we're, I'm going back and specifically talking about what I opened this with is Will Harper reveal that later this year, he will be having separate consumer compliance exams. I, I don't know. Again, this, I am, this is deduction on my part based piecing what I know about him from when I, from what I was there and what I've listened to since I've left. And what he said at the Brookings Institute recently in a speech. And here is uh, what he said. 
So he was asked, what was his number one priority? Uh, and here's uh, what Chairman Harper said three weeks ago at the Brookings Institute. As I said in my remarks, our job number one is protecting the share insurance fund. That's job number one. And from that priority flows everything that we do. That includes our increased emphasis on liquidity management. It includes consumer financial protection. If you're not protecting your consumers and there is a myth within the credit union system that because credit unions are owned by their members, they're always going to do right by their members. Generally, that can be true. I do think that most credit unions seek to do that, but there's this little issue in between. It's called the principal agent problem. I learned about it in college, and that's that people who manage the, the credit union aren't always, their interests don't always align with that of their members. By the way, on, on reading what he said, I don't think he'll weave that in at, at America's credit unions because I think he'll get a boo. But, and it's our job to make sure that there's an alignment there. When there is a credit union that acquires a bank, and we've seen that happen recently, there are about 64 in the last decade or so. Why is it that on the bank side of the ledger, there is a separate consumer compliance exam with a separate consumer compliance score that is done every three years? And that's not done on the banking side, but it, it, it's done on the banking side, but not done on the credit union side. We are working to fix that problem. So clearly identifying it as a problem and to change that problem. So everything we do flows from job number one, protecting the share insurance fund. If you're not protecting your members, you're going to have reputation risk. You're going to have any type of compliance risk and legal risks. And those are going to actually lead to higher costs for you upfront. So let us come in, let us do our jobs. Let us check around, kick the tires and see how you're doing. And if I were somebody having a third party, and if I were a credit union, I think is what he means, having a third party evaluation, how I'm doing is actually a good thing. Well, by that, the third party evaluation is good, although it is administrative burden. And this is going to increase, by the way, when they get where they want to go, where I think they want to go, this is going to substantially increase the credit union burden of consumer compliance and going to substantially increase mergers, in my opinion, and substantially increase the NCUA budget or at least stop the budget from going down. All right. What else can I add relative to that? Chairman Harper also spoke about at that speech about NSF fees and overdraft fees and the fact that he is going to, or the agency at his lead, because again, he's the chair, he decides, he decides where they go, as I've talked about in other board meetings or excuse me, another podcast. He is going to gather more data, over billion dollar credit unions on NSF and overdraft fees. Uh, he has talked about the fact that fee income is a concentration risk, which in my opinion is a big stretch. Why? Because the Democrats led by Biden, led by the CFPB are attacking fees, junk fees, et cetera. They're making it risky to do these things. So it's a fait accompli if they attack it, that it becomes risky to do it. But is it a concentration risk? I think the only reason they're saying concentration risk is they want to link it back to safety and soundness. And Chairman Harper and I have debated, he's listened to my podcast and said that, that I think safety and soundness and consumer compliance are binary. He believes they're not. I think they're very close to binary. The people who like to do those types of exams at NCUA, the safety and soundness examiners are very different breed than the consumer compliance 
examiners. Maybe one in 10 safety and soundness examiners like the consumer compliance side of things. But here's where I think they're going to go. So here's some deduction. Number one, I think they will roll out a pilot program on separate exams later this year. Number two, they've said publicly that to reach their goal of 60, I think it was 60 fair lending exams, they were going to count the exams that they do in larger credit unions. So I didn't go back to my notes, but it was either the numbers, those between 5 billion and 10 billion, or those between 10 billion and 15 billion, uh, those that used to be in the Office of National Exam and Supervision, but are now in the regions. I'm going to predict that those over 5 billion, they will do separate consumer compliance exams. They won't do scores yet this year in this pilot program, but they'll start to do these separate contacts. And I believe that in so that's in 2024. 2025, I believe they will move towards building out a separate code. And 2026, they will launch that separate code. I will have separate podcasts on how the FDIC does this educationally, because there's no doubt that NCUA is talking, is going to, if they haven't, we'll talk to FDIC, understand how they do it, and then plug and play some of that information. So this is going to lead to NCUA uh, needing more staff. One thing I actually said uh, to uh, Chairman Harper before I left NCUA was as NCUA takes more of a consumer compliance approach, that's one way to that, that the agency, how do I want to say this? When credit unions merge, the trade associations and credit unions argue that NCUA's body count should go down. And generally speaking, it should go down some. But as credit unions get more complicated and grow, NCUA has the argument that they should keep those staff. And this is one way to cannibalize those staff, keep those staff as you don't want, if you don't want to increase the budget, you take staff that you could have got ridden to getting gotten rid of or attrited down because of the mergers and you put them into consumer compliance. So I will predict they'll try and control the budget in that fashion as they do their full court press on consumer compliance. Another point I want to make deduction on my part is they're talking about code threes having tripled in 2023 and that they expect that to keep going out. Guess what? That's a, the exact wrong time to be expanding into consumer compliance. They're struggling to get their exam done timely, yet they're going to go into a whole new arena of doubling down on consumer compliance. And I just don't think that's good timing. Of course, they're seizing on the fact that the Biden administration wants to do it. They're seizing on the fact that Navy had bad press and is getting beat up by the banking committees left and right. And, you know, never let any good crisis go to waste. So Harper's smart. He's taking advantage of all those situations. But it's a bad time. The code threes, I believe if you took a poll of NCUA staff, they would agree with me on that. And that's, again, just deduction on my part. So this is all going to lead to more mergers because they're going to increase the administrative burden. And while the NSF fees and the overdraft fees will start at the billion dollars, that'll trickle down. How will it trickle down? When will it trickle down? NCUA calls a complex credit union those over 500 million. So the billions to start, they will grab and move down to 500 million, in my opinion, sometime down the road. And then at some juncture, maybe 20, 2026, 2025, they will spin these exams off and they will pose them instead of in the regions in the Consumer Compliance Affairs Division led by Matt Dolores. CFPB was created and is separate. NCUA will have their own 
separate consumer compliance exams, separate from ultimately from the NCUA regional offices, creating another stovepipe, if you will. And I, you know, I'm not a fan of that. All right. And the other thing is, as they try and convert safety and soundness examiners into consumer compliance examiners, that's putting a square peg in a round hole. They are different types of people. They have different strengths and that will slow down their ability to do this right. Lastly, I think watch the Navy situation. I think there's a lot of lot going on in the background that we're not hearing about. I'm hearing some rumors in that regard. I bet you those rumors will be about there at GAC. I hope you folks at GAC are having a good time and maybe you're on a treadmill or walking around looking at vendors waiting for Chairman Todd Harper to speak. Uh, I'm publishing this before 6 a.m. on Monday, I believe, and Vice Chairman Hauptman and Otska will speak on Tuesday. So I'm going to, uh, I'll do a postmortem on this. Which of my nine predictions were right? Which ones were wrong? And I will also speak to my take on their speeches once they make them public. Of course, I won't be there watching, but they publish them on NCUA's website right after they give them. So I'll be watching for those. And I will also be putting those on my sister podcast, which is Credit Union Regulatory Examinations brought to you by Samantha Shares. I would like you to check that out if you haven't. This is Mark Treichel. As always, I appreciate you listening. I hope you'll listen again soon. Signing off with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 